0: Father, we ask that you would clear out our minds, that you might fill them with your truth, with your word. Lord, I pray that your word would not return empty and void. God, give us ears to hear. Lord, correct whatever needs to be corrected. Encourage whatever needs to be encouraged. Strengthen whatever needs to be strengthened. Do your will, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. You got to walk it out. Can y'all say that with me? Yeah. You got to walk it out. One more time. You got to walk it out. You ever seen those videos of people texting while walking? Uh, heads are down. And, and, and it's hilarious because they'll run into things. You know, There's a video of a guy uh, running into a fountain and getting all wet. Uh, There's a video of of a woman walking down the street and falls into a manhole. Uh, I I, I got a picture of of one of these falling into some kind of uh, sidewalk cellar or something just texting while walking. Another guy walks into oncoming traffic and cars are swerving and I'm sure people have been literally hit by cars doing what? Walking or texting while walking you got to walk it out. All right, you got to walk it out. Our family has these uh, Garmin watches. Some of you have a Fitbit or maybe a a pedometer or something and, 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 and I love this because it has the GPS and it actually tracks you as you're walking It not only counts your steps but it shows you uh, where you went as you're walking or running or whatever and it gives you how many miles you went and it tells you what your pace was, how fast were you, how slow were you, uh, where can you improve. Well when Laurie first got her uh, her, her, her GPS uh, device she went on a walk and then she forgot to turn it off when she got back home and this is a map uh, of, of what it looked like for the next two hours. This is how busy my wife is around the house, just doing stuff, you know, like taking care of things, tending to whatever needs to be tended to. This is a picture of womanhood right here, of just strong woman right there. Strong woman. Amen. Spaghetti. GPS. You know what mine looked like? Probably just sitting in one place, just to be completely honest. But listen, God has a message for us today, you got to walk it out. You got to walk it out. One day, I got a telephone call, this was several years ago, actually before I moved, to Orange, moved back to Orangeburg, and I got a, a phone call from Special Agent Craig Smith of the FBI, yes, that FBI. A phone call from Special Agent Craig Smith, I'm sure that wasn't really his name, probably not his real name, You see, my friend, uh, Dr. Brent Nelson, one of my professors and mentors, uh, he was actually nominated by Barack Obama at the time, the president, to serve on the board of PBS. And so it was really cool. But the thing was, because he was serving on this federal agency, he had to be checked out by the FBI. And so the FBI agent was calling me because I was one of his known associates, no, I was one of his, I was one of his references, okay, on the, on the thing that he filled out, the application. And so uh, Mr. Smith, agent, Special Agent Smith, said let's meet at Starbucks. So we went and met at Starbucks and sat down and I remember he interviewed me, he asked me all kinds of questions about... Dr. Nelson asked me where, he, where, where did he grow up, what did I know about his family, his wife, his kids, what did I know about him as a, a teacher, a professor, he was a college professor, and he, he gave me all of these questions and really interrogated me about my friend uh, Brent Nelson. You see, when you uh, sign up for a job interview, they look at your background. They not only look at your background, they look at your uh, social media feed. They look at uh, everything about you, where you've been. They talk to your prior employers. They want to check you out, and especially if you're going to work for uh, the President of the United States, uh, they're really going to check you out. You've got to walk it out. You've got to walk it out. And you know what matters even more than the FBI? What matters even more than the FBI? What matters even more than uh, the step challenge? What, what matters even more than, 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 than texting while walking is walking with God. It's walking with God because the way you walk with God matters. Brothers and sisters, the way we actually walk it out with God matters. When people are asked what keeps you from following Jesus? They often say Christians. You've heard that, right? And the reason is, it's nothing new, but the reason is because Christians so often are hypocrites and, and, and live self-righteously and maybe care more about politics than people, Right? Self-serving. So often religious people are just so self-serving. Now, we know this may not be entirely fair, but it underlines the fact and the importance that you've got to walk it out. That you have to walk it out. That is why our mission as a church is to make disciples of Jesus. From Micah 6.8, if you could pull that up on Micah 6.8, He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to what? Walk humbly with God. You see, it's one thing to be about righteousness and justice and truth. It's another thing to, to love people and care for people. It's another thing to be about that and to actually walk that out in real life. Because that is what God calls us to do, to walk humbly with Him. Now this idea of walking humbly with God, I mean we could go a lot of places in the Bible to talk about that. But there's one place that really just jumped, off my, jumped into my mind, jumped off the page of the Bible. And this is a, this is a passage of scripture that was written from a pastor, uh, Paul. He was more than a pastor, he was an apostle. Uh, So he was one who was specially assigned. He was a witness of the resurrection. He had uh, apostolic authority, which means he could perform miracles. Okay, so he he had authority from Jesus to give testimony to the resurrection of Christ and to be a pastor. And so he would go around and he planted lots of churches. And in one of the places where he had planted a church in an area called Ephesus, He had planted a church, and he had also sent out other people to plant churches. And so this church in a neighboring town called Colossa was was a place where a guy named Epaphras, who was a guy that Paul had raised up to go and plant another church, had gone. Paul had never actually been to Colossa, Colossa. But he heard about them, and so he wrote them a letter which ends up being in our Scripture, inspired by God, to, to not only have meaning for that day, but to have meaning for us today. That we could hear God speak through these words that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Colossa. And so that's what we're gonna read just a little section of this from Colossians chapter one, verses nine through 14. So grab your Bible if you have it, open up to Colossians one, nine through 14, or you can just follow along on the screen. I'm picking up, he's still sort of in his introduction to the letter. This is God's word. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit of sin. You gotta walk it out, brothers and sisters. You gotta walk it out. That is the main idea of this passage. That you've got to walk it out. But here's the thing. When we look at this scripture, it's not so much about what God is saying for us to do. If you look at it, it's about not so much what we should do, it's not God saying If you want to be a good Christian, then this is how you should walk. Pay attention. He's not saying, if you want to be a good Christian, this is how you should walk. What he's saying is, I've already made you a good Christian. There's a difference. I've already made you a good Christian. Now, walk it out. Do you see the difference? See, religion says you got to walk it out so that you can be good. God says, I made you good through Jesus, through faith, now walk it out. There's a huge difference between those two things. That's the difference between religion and Christianity. That's the difference between works and faith. That's the difference between effort and God's grace. God says, I made you a good Christian, now walk it out, walk it out. The focus of this passage is on what God has already done and how we can walk in it. All right, so let's break, let's break into that a little bit. Number one, he starts with one amazing thing. He starts with prayer. Did y'all notice that? He says, back in verse, uh, verse 9, he says, and so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you. You know what's amazing about that? Prayer Is that Paul is not calling on the people of Colossae to do something for God? He's not calling on them to do something for God. He's calling on God to do something for them. Y'all, that's huge. It's, it's a mindset shift that we've all got to have about church and about religion and about faith. It's not about God calling you to do something for God. It's about calling on God to do something for us. That's why he starts with prayer. He says, I haven't ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will. See, God is the one doing the filling. God is the one doing the work. God is the one at work in you. It's not on you to do the work. It's on God to do the work in you, and that's why we have to pray. That's why Paul prays for them, because we need God to do the filling. We need God to be the one imparting the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding. Right? It's not something you can just go and do. You can't pull yourself up by your own bootstraps as a Christian. That's religion. There's a million religions that will help you do that, live a better life, be a better person. That is not Christianity. Christianity is God declares you good on the basis of your faith in Jesus. And then he transforms you from the inside out so that you become a person who walks in wisdom, who walks in understanding, who walks in love, truly. Paul prays for the church. And look, it all depends on faith. And you might miss it because we didn't read this verse, but if you look at verse nine, it says, and so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray. Well, what did they hear? That should be a good, a logical question, right? What did Paul hear about the people in Colossae? Well, we got to go back to verse 4, which we did not read. Go back to verse 4, look at it with me. And it says this, it says, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, and the love that you have for all the saints. See, what he's talking about, he's saying, since I heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, since I heard that you stopped trying to do it on your own. Since I heard that you turned your life over to Christ Jesus, I have not ceased to pray for you. I haven't ceased to pray for you because I see that you have made that step of faith, that step away from religion and toward trust in Christ. Away from works and doing, 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 and to grace and receiving, receiving, receiving. You know, what, what would Jesus do is not the right question for Christians. It's what has Jesus done. It's what has he done for you. That's the primary question. Now, he doesn't leave us there. You know, we don't just say, well, we're forgiven. We can go out and live however we want now, right? There's more, but you have to start there or you don't have Christianity. Uh, I could be an imam up here. All right? Preaching moral teaching. And y'all can go out there and live good lives, but that is not Christianity. So please hear me say, this is about, the, the main idea of this is what God has already done. And look, there's more. There's more. Look with me at verses 12 and 13. He says, God has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness. He has transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. What do you notice about the tense of all of that? Past tense. Right? He doesn't say if you get yourself together, If y'all start living right, then God's going to make you right. No, no. He says, you have been qualified. You have been delivered. You have been transferred. You're no longer in the kingdom of darkness, but you've been brought into the kingdom of light. You have been forgiven. You have been redeemed. Y'all believe it. It's done. Jesus did it. He said it is finished when when he died on the cross. He said, it's finished. My life for their life. My death for their death. God says you are qualified. You are delivered. You are transferred. You are redeemed. You are forgiven. You are already worthy. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you are already worthy. You are already worthy. You are already worthy worthy. Brothers and sisters, you are already worthy because Christ, the Son of God, became our substitute. He lived our humanity, our human life in His own body. He lived it out. He was obedient to His parents. We're not. Amen? He was virtuous in His treatment of other people, of the opposite sex. Godly. He treated people with respect and honor. He gave his life in service to others. He loved big. So big that he he did not consider anything greater than to lay down his life for you and me. He died for us. How many people would die for you Maybe your close family would. And that's just a little picture of what Jesus did for us in order to qualify us so that when God looks on you, your faith in Him, He sees the perfect righteousness of His Son, which is covering us by faith. It's like putting on a, putting on a jacket of righteousness. Goodness. That's what faith is. Your walk with God does not make you worthy. I know I'm I'm hammering a dead horse, but listen. Is that even a phrase, hammering a dead horse? No, something. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Your walk with God does not make you worthy. Your walk with God is the evidence that you are already worthy worthy and that's good news because that means that self-righteousness is out the door so all those Christians who are judging other people they don't get this they don't they really don't they don't at least they're not believing it they're not believing that it's not on them and their righteousness. They, they, they really think that their walk is getting them something with God. But the fact is, it's not. It's all grace. And that tra- changes you. It trans and we're gonna get to that. But you gotta, because you gotta believe this first that your walk with God does not make you worthy. It's the evidence that you're already worthy. That's Christianity. So what? What does this mean for us practically? What does it look like to walk it out what does it look like to walk humbly with God? Well, we just have to look at what the Apostle Paul prays for the Christians, right? We just got to go back and see, okay, what's he praying for us? And we got, And before we get into that, we got to stop with that word, us. Right? Because he, so many times as Americans, we tend to individualize Christianity. But this is written not to an individual. It's written to a church. It's written to a body. It's written to... Y'all, good southern word. We are not to walk it out alone. We are to walk together as a church. And that's why I long to see the church return to the pews or the seats. Not because I need a big crowd, I want to see the church worshiping together. I want to see the church being the church together. And, you know, worship and hearing testimonies together. God, I wish a thousand people heard your testimony today. And may they. We did record it. (laughs) But, you know, it's us, y'all. It's us. It's not just you. It's the church. Paul's letter is written to the church. And so when we think about how do we walk it out, you know, there's a rhythm that God gives us of, of the Lord's day. And the Lord's Day really ought to be an anchor for our souls. It really ought to be. It's not just go to church because you've got to go to church and make God happy. No, we go to church because that's the rhythm of our spiritual lives. God says work six days and rest. Get together with God's people. Worship, praise, give testimony, hear my word, proclaim, take the Lord's Supper. Like All of that is supposed to be our rhythm of life together. And so I just want to encourage us to not grow weary in weekly worship. Don't grow weary showing up together on Sunday morning. This is not a religious experience for you as an individual. If it is, it's kind of a lame religious experience, honestly. Like what we do is kind of lame compared to what a lot of other religious things are out there. There's a lot more exciting churches and stuff to do, okay? That's not what this is about. This is about our body. This is about us being together and walking together as a church, right? Engaging in weekly worship. Taking the Word that God has prepared for us to hear through the preaching of the Word and to receive it as if it were coming from the mouth of God. You know why? Because it is. It is coming from the mouth of God. That's His grace to us. And so God has many other ways in the church that we can get together, that we can read the Scripture together, that we can pray together, that we can come and make uh, growth uh, journals together. What's it called? Uh, That we can get together and encourage one another in what God is doing as ladies or as men. Um, That's the first thing okay, is pay attention that this is us, this is y'all, this is the church, that we are to walk together. Don't be a loner Christian. I mean, it's so easy, isn't it, to be a loner Christian, to be a loner pastor. It's so easy, but y'all, we need each other. And, And yeah, we need each other to speak the truth to one another, to remind each other, hey, you know what? It, it, it's not on you. God's grace is sufficient. Like just those words, God's grace is sufficient for you, sister. Brother, God's grace is sufficient for you. So what does it look like as we walk it out together? Well, it's what, it's what Paul prays for. Let's, let's just, five things real quick. The first one is that we should follow the example of prayer. All right, we should, we should pray for each other. Uh, Show me a person who is not frazzled by the weight of the world. COVID, uh, marriage falling apart. Show me a person who is not frazzled. Not that bad things aren't happening to the person. Don't hear me say that. But they're not frazzled by it. And I will show you a person who is praying. Because prayer is active dependence on God. Prayer is active dependence on God. It's keeping those communication lines open with Him. And if you're feeling frazzled, I would ask you, are you praying? If you're feeling uh, lonely and overwhelmed, I would ask you gently as your pastor, are you praying? It's not a duty that you have to go do to be a good Christian. Remember the first half of the sermon. Okay, it's not that. But if you are a Christian, then what? We'll What's the evidence of it in your life? Are you praying? Are we praying for each other? Are we calling each other? Man, this is, I have to give a shout out to my mom. She's not here because of COVID. But she prays for all of you. I know she does. And she calls you and lets you know sometimes that she's been praying for you. Love that. Such, for me personally, just such a great example of prayer. Faithful prayer. Um, and that's what all of us can do. You can do it. You can pray for each other. You should. So that's verse 9. He says, walk in prayer. Also in verse 9, he says, walk in wisdom and understanding. Walk in the knowledge of God's will. So what does that mean? It means that it means that we need to be in the word. That that, that we need to walk in the word, right? And that means knowing the word. And um it it and the and the word is not just, it doesn't mean just like having a verse to hang on to, but it means having the whole story of God's word to hang on to. Because the Bible is not meant to be an encyclopedia that you can look up some, oh, what, what do I do about uh, loneliness? I look up loneliness and read the... Sec-. That's not really what the Bible is. The Bible is a story of God creating the world. It's a story of how everything went wrong because of our sin and rebellion. And a story of how God began to pick up the pieces and put everything back together. And the, and the promise at the end of the Bible that says it's pointing forward to this new creation, this new, um, this new physics, that, 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 that's going to be a, a, a different world that God's going to remake where everything doesn't fall apart like this world does. It's good news, y'all. The Bible is a story about God's redemption. It's a story about the way things are. And so we need to be in the Word and the, the easiest way to do it, I would encourage you, look, don't sit down and try to read Leviticus tomorrow, okay? Please. Leviticus is awesome, by the way. But don't do that. Just start with a small book of the Bible. Start with this one. Start with Colossians. It's only, I think, four chapters. Read Colossians. Ask God to show you more about himself through Colossians. You know, you could read it in four days, one chapter a day. And, and, and get the word in your life walk in wisdom. Walk in prayer. Walk in wisdom. Thirdly, um, walk in good works. Uh, This is really where the rubber meets the road for many of us, isn't it? It's what do I believe and how do I live? How do I actually walk out fruit, the fruit of the Spirit in my life? How do I walk out love? How do I walk out peace? How do I walk out Joy. How do I walk out service? How do I walk out kindness? And and God wants you to actually walk in good works. That was part of the prayer, wasn't it? In verse 10. In verse 10 where God says, Walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work. Bearing fruit in every good work. God wants, God's wants. god got a mission for y'all. And there's a scripture, Ephesians 2, verse 10, and it says, God has already prepared good works for you. Look at your neighbor and say, God has prepared good works for you. I don't usually do this, but, but I think it's good because we need to tell each other, God has prepared good works for you, Tatiana. God has prepared good works for you, Kay. God has prepared good works for you, Luke. God has prepared good works for you, Alex. All right? It's amazing. God's prepared good works for you that we should what? Walk it out. That we should walk it out. Walk in prayer, walk in wisdom, walk in good works. Number 4, walk in his strength. Verse 11 says Being strengthened with all power according to my glorious might. Is that what it says? No, it says according to his glorious might. And so we need to walk in strength, conviction, walk confidently. We don't have to be um, afraid of God's truth, we don't have to be afraid of what God says about anything. We should walk in humility and in strength. And it's so hard to do in today's world. It's so hard to walk in His strength, to walk in His power, to walk humbly with God, relying on Him day by day, trusting in Him and always looking to Him for strength, looking to Him for assurance, looking to Him for that courage that it takes to love and to lay down our lives for one another and to actually serve. It takes courage, y'all. It takes power. It takes strength to uh, forgive for the 1,000th time. It takes strength, and that doesn't have to come from you. It comes from God. So walk in prayer, walk in wisdom, walk in good works, walk in His strength. And then the last is 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 what we really started out today. And I heard I heard Q say it earlier: is to walk in praise, to walk in praise. Look at look at verse twelve. Uh, he uses the word thanks. He says, "Giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance, in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness, transferred us into the kingdom of His Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins." giving thanks to the Father, walking in worship. And you know, that doesn't mean that you always have to have your earbuds in listening to praise music, right? That's not it. That could be part of it, okay? It can be part of it. But it means means giving praise to God in everything you do. If you're a student, it means glorifying God in your studies. It means when I'm studying for that test, I'm glorifying God. When I'm washing the dishes, I'm glorifying God. When I'm taking a walk, I'm glorifying God. When I'm frustrated with my boss, I'm called to glorify God. Right, when when I'm dealing with my roommate, I'm to give thanks to God and worship Him and, 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 and honor Him in everything that we do. To walk it out, to walk in praise, to walk in worship, to walk in thanksgiving, okay? Walk in prayer, walk in wisdom, Walk in good works. Walk in his strength and walk in praise. Brothers and sisters, the call today from God's word is to walk humbly with God. How do we do that? Well, we do that by by realizing that, that it's all his work. He's the one who we ask to fill us with all of these good things. He's the one we lean on in faith. It's all built on faith. So that our walk can be evidence of what God has done. Not the basis, but evidence. And then we can walk it out. Walk humbly with God and walk together. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, giving us such a a good challenge today to, to trust you again, to lean on you again to come to you and to really receive from you everything good that we need for life and for godliness and God we just thank you that you have already qualified us and that on that basis we can live a life a life of love and a life of praise a life of wisdom and a life of prayer and of good works A life of strength that in all these things we might be made able by you to live this out and to walk this out. Lord, strengthen your people in Jesus' name. Amen.